Welcome to The Solution, a real estate podcast. This is where Jeff Seabach. Phil Sexton. You're Jeff. I'm Phil. Yeah, I, you I'm know what I realized? Shirt. Oh. I realized that on the podcast, they can't see us point to each other. So oh. if, I, if I say Jeff Seabach, then people may think this voice is Jeff Seabach, even though that's me introducing you. Yeah, and somebody vice versa. the other day said that we were brothers. Okay. She obviously didn't see us live either. No, I, had, <laughs> I remember when I used to work with my dad and somebody would say, are you guys brothers? He would be so happy. And I'm like, no, <laughs> he's old. That's my dad. Oh. But anyway, this voice is Phil Sexton. And let's hear the Jeff Seabock voice. Hey, all right. So today we are talking about how to capture more of the easy business. And so in um, real estate, marketing, client, relationships, loving on people, Mets versus unmets introducing ourselves to more strangers, getting out of our chair to meet more people. Like this is all gonna be chatted about in the next 25 to 35 minutes. And we hope that you are ready. Okay, so then to kick it off, because this is what everybody asks us about, is how do we get to meet more strangers? Because that's the, you would think by all the questions, because obviously everybody out there is an entrepreneur and entrepreneurs, usually want to take the best, quickest path to the most amount of business, which we like to call the easy business. But yet when they ask us questions, Phil, what do they? Oh, I mean, we've been doing this for eight years, yeah. right? Like we've yes. been interviewing agents, a couple of, I no, mean, over a thousand, like, all right. As salespeople, I, I can't help it. There's a little bit of psychology that's involved in in, in thinking and helping entrepreneurs. And the psychology that I that I am a little bit obsessed with at times is the fact that I think most agents believe that the people that they know, if they come across any opportunities for real estate, they're going to call them, right? Like all of the people that I've ever met are going to call me because I gave them my business card at the open house or because like all those people are good. So what I need to do to build my business is to meet more people and meet these people that hopefully I meet a stranger stranger marketing, like, let me run an ad. Let, yeah. me, let me join a club. Let me hold an open house. And that stranger that I meet will miraculously magically turn into a transaction. Yeah. And yeah. that's where my business is going to grow. That's where my business is going to come from is right. that I'm going to meet more strangers that are magically going to turn into a transaction rather than focusing on communicating with the people that I've met previously at a, at a more impressive level to make sure I get all of the opportunities that come across their plate. Yes. I mean, you know, it's, um, I think it's because if you ask agents, they say they get all of their business from their sphere of influence or referrals. Right. Yes. They right, say right. when you ask 80, 90% is typically a hundred. We got one the other day. She had 15 deals. What did she say? All of them. Fit a hundred percent of my business comes from my sphere, my sphere. or referrals. Yes. A hundred percent of my business and 15 deals a year. Right? I know. Like, but I think that where the, the hat is hung there is that I must be doing a great job. If I get all of my business from my sphere. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I like, I think yeah. it's a self-fulfilling prophecy is, well, I get, I, I mean, I, the phone just rings and I get 10 to 12, 15 deals a year. So I, I just need to meet more people because obviously I'm killing it right. with my referral business. Right. Not realizing that 
Okay, what uh, what uh, let's let's our first attempt to poll the audience, see how participation is going to be today. Okay, so I think Nina's ready. I just can tell by okay. the blue, by yeah. the blue glasses by the, on the green by background. The look at her face. I got it. Yeah, I got yeah. it. Yeah. So, how many deals do you think we're going to say that you need to be getting each month to to signify that you that I know that you're doing a great job marketing to your sphere? Would How you, many deals a right. month should an agent do from their sphere right. in order for you to say, good job? Right. If they did one deal a month oh. from their sphere, it's hard to get if, they did, if they did two deals a month from their sphere, that's 24 sales a year. If they did three deals and they were doing 36 deals, are they doing a good, you know, you mean from their sphere along with past like clients, past clients, any the people they met at open houses, people they met at volunteering for the food drive or for the cancer society or at bowling or at running political drives or wherever they're meeting new people, right? Yeah. Whatever the category of the home brewers association home brewers, meeting. Yes. The yeah. home brewers meeting. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. So it's, What's the number? Is well, that? Yeah. So uh, Nina, can you, can you guess, is it, uh, I'm going to go with 10. It would be the killing it, but like, so what, what do I think that you're doing a good job if you're doing at least how many? Hi, happy Thursday. Happy, happy Thursday. Thursday. Great to see you. You too. I was going to say the number 24. A month That's or a year? Oh, we're talking. No, yeah, no, I'm talking annually, a year. Got it. Annually. Yes. Okay. So, and so you think 24 is too high. No, well, she thinks I, if you're doing 24, you're doing a good job. That's what she's saying. Is that right? For right? SOI, right? Yes. Yes. That seems like a fair number to me. That's okay. two a month, right? Yeah, well, yeah, we'll two see. A month. Hold on. What is, let's see. What, uh, is there other people that want to participate? There's a lot of agents is out there two... that don't sell two a month to uh, total. That's true. That's so, true. I would say that two a month would make them probably be in the top 3%. Right. Yes. Which is still a lot yes. where, I mean, hey, okay. better than 97. That's an A. That's right. almost right. an A+. plus. Uh, okay. All right. Uh, what other guesses do we have? Is it Kathy that I see is unmuted? All right, Kathy, let's hear it. I would probably say about two to three also. Two okay. to three a month. All, All right, right. Kathy. Welcome. Kathy, Welcome. where are you from? Are you a, have you are you a first time caller, long time listener? I am actually. I uh, <laughs> I sort of keep track of uh, your partner in crime there. I, I know his name pretty well. Showed some of your properties uh, in the past five years. Thanks, Kathy. Awesome. I appreciate nice. it. Nice. You're Seabuck. Let's just be real. Seabuck is the famous one at this table. <laughs> yes. All right. Judy. Actually, if we're talking to a school of uh, 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 a room full of realtors, you're... yeah, yeah, yeah. Mar Mary, what do you got? How many? We've had so far the guesses are two or three or three. I would say maybe that is an average. Mine is lower, obviously, but. I would say a good two would be great. Okay. All right. See, I mean, the top three, a lot of people want to be top 3%. Yeah. Like uh, not a yeah, bad place yeah, to be. Yeah. So what do you, do we keep pulling the audience, Jeff? Until no, they no, get... no. We're going to, we're going to, so with today's podcast, we're going to try and help you really boost this number. Cause to me, you know, that you're not doing a great job. If you get less than six deals a month, what? Yes, 70, 70 deals a year, I think, is what you should be. It, uh, From what, your sphere? Yes. That's a lot. It, well, yeah, okay. Well, I mean, to give you an example, in the month 
of October 2020, we're going to do $10.3 million in past client and referral business. And it's going to, it's nine deals. So you got to average six deals because you have some where you only do three or four and you can have some where you do, I think the most we had in a month this year was 10. So to me, six is, you know, I, wow. I'm trying to raise this, 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 but this is why we're talking about the easy business. Cause most people is if I get one, two or three deals a month, I'm doing a good job. You know, we get right. the old hand on the back of the thing. And like, you like to tell everybody else how to do it because you're getting, I mean, agreed, but it, I also want to remove that glass ceiling of two is good. Two is good. Right. It's three six, is good. Six is average. Six, six. No, we six, want six to be average. We want six to be your, your steady average. You're, you're a year. pusher. You're a, a pusher. pusher. Well, I mean, it's in it, a good way. This is business, right? Right. right. I, they're here because they want to be pushed. They're yes. not here because they tell you that I want to be. No, average. but it changes your mind as you're coming, as you're coming in to attack your business. Do you want the mindset of if I do two deals a month from my sphere, I'm doing great. Or do you want to change your mind? Yes. And if I'm averaging six deals a month from my sphere, I'm doing great. Yes. Because really it's a mindset shift that we're talking about. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And I mean, and are we going to talk to the, about the main reasons why that, that is what, how we get there? Well, sure. Right. I mean, the, the, the first one, what do you think the first one is, Phil? I, I, I think that your math is one of the main reasons why, to be honest, my math, your math of how many people most agents know, and then how many people those people know, right? So first level sphere, and then who your oh, first level sphere uh, knows, yeah. right? It turns into if you let's say that an agent knows 150 people, because they're a social Se person, they're a salesperson, most they're people in real estate are in sales. So we I mean, the, we estimate that average is 150. And so that's like that. And that is a building database of Mets. So if you're door knocking before an open house and you meet people that you've actually met that person, that becomes a Met in your database. If you go to the grocery store and you meet people like, and you're able to and you see that lady every single time that should be in your Met database. And like, you can capture some contact information right, from that person to put in your system. Right. You your kids went to school and you met, you know, they went to sports or or your 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 sister volunteers down at the. Like the hard part is recording all of those into well, your database. Well, I mean, right? we may need to talk about critical path second. Yeah, okay. So then 150, if the 150 people that you know, each know 50 people because they might not be in business, in the business of knowing people, right? Then that, is that 7,500? Yes. Is that how that well, comes out? Yeah, right. So what it is, is what people don't, why people miss the boat when it comes to referrals is because... You know, if you have 150 people and you get just those people to on a yearly basis, those people are going to do because about one, about 15 percent of your of the people, you know, are going to move in a typical year, roughly. Right. So um, of that, some of them may be renters. So let's say that, you know, let's call it um, 15 of them, which is only 10 percent right, are going to move each year and, and buy a house. And then of those 15%, half of them- 10% of the 15 people. Yeah, yep. I'm, I'm going with a conservative number, yep. right? Um, and then 
half of them own a house. So you mean there are two, half of them will be two transactions, not just one. Correct. Right. Because it's a sale, right? Right. So 65% of Americans own a house. So my math is 50, I'm saying 50%. So you're 15 plus half of 15. Right. Seven. seven, Right. right? So So 20, so that would be 22, 22 deals annually. Right. Which is where most people, well, that's the two, right? Right. Good. If I get those 22 deals or 24 deals a year, I'm good on my sphere. Right. Okay, but the reality is, is when we go through our count of our who we're getting deals from, it's not the person that we know, right? Like for instance, so we sold a house to Trisha Tilton. Okay, don't be out there stealing my clients. But so Trisha Tilton, we sold her house. She moved out of a subdivision into Wingate Ranch. She sold in Sonoran Hills. 2016? She was in a cul-de-sac. 20, yeah, right? 2016, okay. something like that. And, but her friend was going to move. Okay, so that's not, I didn't know her friend. Correct. I, I, not one of the 150. Right. Trisha is one of she the 150. Was one of, so then Trish, because the point of this is why we have to increase the amount of communication, right? The amount of communication is because Trish knows 50 people. She's not a salespeople, but they do have three kids. Michael went to high school with my son, whatever. That's how we originally met her. But she has a whole nother circle yeah. of her own that we have to, I mean, the thing, and this is where the rubber meets the road is when you have a transaction, you have to be a great agent because this is the second deal the Tilton sent us because yeah. Mr. Tilton had a friend that moved last year for a million bucks and bought a house from out of state. We didn't know him. So maybe their sphere is 75. But if the 150 people know 50 people each, that number, your your database is actually 7,500 people. And if you know 7,500 people or you have influence on 7,500 people, you should be selling more than 22 houses a year. Boom. Boom. So we're starting. So number one, the math. That's why that's why you no. have the math not at 22, but at I'm not at 24 annually, but at six a month, 72 annually. Yeah, I'm at 72 annually. Right. right? And, and the number really should even, you know, we'll one day get higher, but we're, we're working this hard. But the point that I wanted to reemphasize is that why the number's a little lower is because maybe they're not being a great agent when servicing their client. Cause I think that most agents think that they're, that they're doing a good job. Maybe we're going to define what a great agent does in different aspects of a transaction in later podcasts. Well, I think we just talk about Trish, like give you an example. Yeah. All right. As I see you writing. Yeah. Well, I was like, cause most, you know, cause the, it, there's a difference between a good agent and a great agent. And we're going to give you an example. So I went over to Trish's house and um they had a cul-de-sac lot they had right no but it, the house was nice right like, yes no. okay but I'm, it, I'm was, just... it was in 2016 and the market was a little soft and i had her upgrade her master bath because they had um if i believe it correctly they had updated the kitchen but the master bath had carpet on mm the counter or on, on the, floor. the floor on the floor yeah and instead of just putting it in my pocket and letting that house sell for a little less i know that families when moving that they don't like they want moving ready now 
So we had to do a few things in updating the kitchen. There was, um, there was, I think we also upgraded the second bedroom countertops as well because they wanted top dollar. Second bathroom countertops. Second, second yes. bathroom yeah, countertops. Right. So two things. So they ended up spending about $7,500, but because they told me, because they wanted a higher number. And I said, if you do these things, but I mean, that is providing value to that client. Well, what do you know? We list the house. It sells the first weekend for the price that they wanted. Yeah. <laughs> do I remember that that there was a refrigerator issue in that transaction? Did they pull the refrigerator from the garage and, and put it in the kitchen? Was that the Tiltons? That wasn't the Tiltons. No. no. Oh, okay. I thought, because yeah. sometimes what my point of bringing that up is that sometimes even when you're being a great agent is there's bumps in the road and how you fix the bumps in the road can often determine whether you get referrals afterwards as well. No, this one was Susie wasn't following our stager, wasn't doing a great job of keeping her informed during the transaction. Oh, when people Trish, were coming over Trish to do the work. is on it. Got she it. has, Got it. I mean, she is like, you know, when you say you should be there, you should, you be, should there. be there, right? Yes. Yeah, it's okay. It's a, She's it's not okay with realtor time. She's not okay with realtor time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But anyway, so also we sold Trish a house that was not, on the market she bought a house in wingate ranch that was not listed on mls okay so not only great going agent. from a good agent to a great agent because i think agents rely on mls to be the supply and that is being a good agent because that's what brokers teach agents but we identified a house that was not on MLS and she found it in the target subdivision that she wanted and two deals. And now she's referred us over $2 million worth of business while we're just marketing to her. And because she reminds, yeah. Yes. We have now, I mean, it's easier to get those people to remember the great job that you do than it is to convert the hundred because not we haven't worked with all 150 of the people that are in our sphere yes right so those people we have to communicate with in a way that they want to refer us because like your son's football coach didn't technically work with us yet he still referred us to his mom when he sold when his mom needed to sell yes, his house michael because of how we communicated with him about real estate well i mean the thing is is it's it's the toggle between character and competence where, so you can get them to open up the mail, right? Because yeah. you send that we send gifts, we send gifts, yes. right? So and how we how we keep their attention? But I mean, we've we've worked hard. But I think we before we head to our commercial break, I think we need to talk just about the critical path because it's not just knowing 150 people that makes the phone ring. All right, and but being a great agent, it's not just being good when you because you said because most of the people in your sphere your sphere of influence you have not worked with right right hold on but the critical path is gold so just before we get to the critical path let's take the short commercial break you ready adam all right cue up the commercial man are you an agent in the phoenix metro area looking to join an elite team to help expand your business to the next level agents that apply our strategies grow their business by an average of 300 percent in their first year with the seabach team if you're interested in learning more about our leads, training, and marketing strategies, visit cboc.com careers today. 
That's S-I-B as in boy, B as in boy, A-C-H dot com slash careers. And now back to the solution. And we're back. <laughs> okay. So what's the critical path? Well, so because less than 18% of agents have a, a uh, database and half of those 18, ha- you know, meaning nine, less than 9% of people have all the addresses for all those people yeah right like yeah, it's yeah. one thing to have a database the other thing is to work and it's nurture. one thing to know somebody at the store it's another thing to actually have contact information for that person right so our critical path the first thing is first the word is promote right like the we still have to continue to meet more people i mean we taught a class uh we're teaching class in the in the exp world for all the agents it's a paid class but anyway, um, we told them we uh, their homework this week is, and this is your homework as well between now and next week's, is that if you if you're new, you need to meet six new people, right? If you sell between twelve and twenty four houses, you need to meet eight new people. If you sell more than twelve houses, you need to meet twelve twelve people, and if you sell more than thirty six houses, you need to meet at least twenty people, new people, every week, every day you're in business for the rest of your career. That sounds like a lot of work. Well, it's just how you grow your business. Cause first you got to promote. And that's why we, we wanted to stick in there. Cause that's the first thing is, is if your business is stuck, you need to meet more people and then you actually meet them. Right. So that's the second leg of the critical path is meet. And we've talked about that because 150 people that we've been talking about, technically you've already met them. So the next piece after meet is record. I mean, this is the step of the critical path. It is usually where it falls off the well, radar. Well, we're tired. It's our, we're on step three and, you know, it's just yeah. like, you know, um, going or, to the gym or whatever. I, yeah, I get tired. It's the psychology of it, right? Where you meet people in an open house, you give your business cards to, you knew their name was John and they lived across I, the street, but then they're gone and you don't well, see the immediate gratification so that you don't, you don't put that person, you don't record that person's info. Yeah. I mean, this was the big, this is where I made the big jump in the business because prior to 2012, I was not a, I was. You were a meter, you were I, a promoter and a meter. I, you weren't a recorder. I was, I was a part-time <laughs> recorder and don't yes. get me wrong as a part-time recorder in my act database years ago, I was still doing 33 transactions a year. So part-time showed me, but once we went to full-time recording and full-time looking up in monsoon, our tax record system, that's when the business, that, that's when we double went from 25 million to 50 million. Um, but, uh, cause the next piece is then contact. Cause we actually didn't learn the last leg, um, religiously until we got into 13 and 14. Right. Like now, now 20, you mean 2013, 2014. Right. And now yes. we're, we're, we're now it's just a part of our normal well, process. No, but with the pro- the thing was, is we were using email back then as the main oh, tool. And now we changed to text. Right. Yes. And we still use mail. And actually, so we're coming up on the, on the time of the year that you love the most when it comes to the easy business. Yes. My favorite time of the year. Because when people are always part of the part of the um, reluctance that agents have in contacting people that they know about business 
is that they just don't know what they're going to say. Right. And this one's easy, right? Like, Hey, I, I, you know, Hey, um, I'm calling to update my holiday card list. And I just wanted to see how you're doing. And then of course we would go into Ford at that time, right? Ford family occupation recreation dreams i think we should try and see if we can yank someone out of the audience to see if the i mean anyways have you guys heard of ford before anybody out there heard of ford as the acronym for following up with people that you know uh at the class this uh monday what is it family occupation recreation and dreams yeah oh karen veer how's it going man is it have you have you launched it uh, not really, man, but uh, I've been uh, handing out flyers every single day, 100 flyers, and I just uh, met six people today. I didn't get the contact information. Where were you uh, handing the flyers out? You have their, if you're handing hold out on, flyers, they live at an address. He you didn't have tell the, you he was door knocking. He could have just been at the dog park. I talked to Karen Veer, yeah. and he so, was, so, and, I, and we were talking, so I did uh, know. Uh, and, yeah, good, first of all, great job yeah. for meeting six new people. Great job. Yes. The thing is, but, I was door knocking. Yeah, I haven't done the Ford yet. Um, oh, well, yeah, the trick been. the trick about door knocking is that you know their address. Yes. You have their mailing address. You can add them to your database. Uh, yeah. Um, you know what I'm doing with door knocking? I, I'm not like door knocking. Like I'm just dropping off flyers and people who are out. I just have conversation with them because it takes too much emotionally uh, out of me. Just like and waste time. So I, I haven't really got their uh, information, but I am putting my name out there oh, okay so you're not door knocking you're meeting people that are out in the neighborhood yeah i'm, I'm just going out and i'm just dropping off flyers in front of their door right what, and whoever's out i'm just having conversations out with them what's on the flyer carnivore uh just sold my team just sold a house and uh so i'm just going around just sold Okay. Last week I was door knocking fifty. Do you want to take? Do you want to take this? this I, do, is, you do, I do. Yes. I do. I do. I do. We're gonna go on this tangent. Yes. We well, appreciate because your participation. Because the thing is, I mean, I don't want your your efforts to, you know, it's, dwindle. We well, want you well, have to get results. Okay. For you to keep so doing I'm gonna use an analogy, but only because I really want to help him because he was really busting his ass. Yeah. And um, it's kind of like taking seeds if you were trying to plant to grow some cucumbers or tomatoes and throwing them on top of the soil, right? Like I, I got the, I put the seeds out there, but we need contact information or it's, it's um, not that it couldn't work. Cause if you threw seeds out there, one would nestle into a hole and it would, one would grow, but we want to get the most out of it. Why I highly encourage knocking in regards to an open house is because one, you can invite them to the open house and then you get to meet them for a second time. But two, because then you can tell them, you can use the script. Hey, we do a lot of marketing. And if someone comes to that open house and doesn't want that house, would you be interested in selling? And if they say yes, then you can get their phone number, right? Like to me, it's, it's um, I mean, cause we really gotta, we gotta, we, we have to get, their contact information, either email or phone number in some way. Because the critical path includes record. 
Right. Right. So you're promoting. Well, actually, no, it includes contact. And if you don't have contact information, you can't contact. If you don't know their phone, if you don't know their name, you can't record. Right. Like you're you're stuck at meet. Yeah. Now you're just hoping they come back to you. Yeah. Right. But the goal is to record who they are. And so part of the strategy is how do I market? What how's the energy that I'm putting out going to allow me to get through this critical path? Because, you know, you have to record and then contact. That's a, that's why it's the critical path. It's the base level of what has to happen in order yeah. to be successful with it. I mean, it w- we do different things. Like sometimes we we drive people to our website to get contact information. Um, you know, first of all, great job for getting out there, meeting yes. six people. That is still the beginning of the recipe of what is going to work. It's just we got to figure out a way of you know um, capturing their information so that you can follow up with them. Yeah, you're going to dangle things you have in order for you to prove to them that you're great. One handed flyer is, um, I mean, I'll, I'll give you something that hard. I, yeah, it's um, the uh, I my first attempt at meeting people, I I had I used to drop all I used to drive around the neighborhood when they had a light bulb out. In front of their house. In front of their house, I would drop them off a packet of light bulbs. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and I did did get people to contact me, though. And it would say, I'm a new realtor with a bright idea or something along those lines. Yeah, I'm a new agent with a bright idea to save you money on your real estate needs is what it was because I was they needed a light bulb and I gave them a light bulb. (laughs) So I saved them money on. Yeah. Nice. But great job, Carnivore. Car and beer. Yeah, man, I'm just following your advice. I just don't want to sit still. I'd much rather be out just doing something than just sitting still. Yes. Good. True. That and is true. Yep. I, yeah. I'm super proud of you. I think you're doing awesome. I'm To me, I want it to be tied to the open house so you get a chance because marketing is not a one-time event. So to me, with the open house, at least if you invite them to come to the open house, then you get to meet them a second time. Then you're in your element and you get more than the just the hi, how are you? Um, and, All right. and the business card. Okay. So once a quarter, I get a call from a friend of mine in ro- the Rotary Club, right? His name's Diego. And I've talked about this before on here, but it didn't, I didn't realize what was happening until I started to really educate other agents about Ford because Diego, who is the nicest guy, oh, I've in the heard club, Diego call you. And, it's and the every same time, conversation, every time he asks before whatever is the true purpose for calling, where I think it's just, the purpose is to touch base with me. He starts every time with how's the family every single time, which is F part of Ford. And every time I, and now I expect it, I know he's going to ask me how the family is. And so I think when I see it ringing, I think, how am I going to answer the question? How is the family? Like what is going on in my family's life so that I can bring something better than great, just saying great, right? Like I'm trying to work on, I think, I think realtors miss this because the way that you get your phone to ring the most from the people you know is uh, being nice and being friendly and asking them about them, not telling them what you do. Yes. Diego never, he is, um, he's a welder. He's a fabricator. He makes gates, like big custom gates that open and close in front of properties in front of like the Amazon building gates on your build on your property. You think anytime I have anything that like, if I need a latch, I'm like, Hey Diego, what's (laughs) right? Like, what do I, what should I do here? Yeah. I mean, no, I'm not that level, but 
he has worked with clients of ours, but yet when he calls me and he asks about the family, he asks how work is going. He asks what we're up to for fun. He goes camping, he goes hunting, you know, he goes F O R. He doesn't get to D we don't have, I don't think we need to get to D it's more of just, if you're struggling, it's just a way of capping it off. I mean, and so how's the family? The family's good. How's work going? Work's going good. You guys doing anything for fun this weekend? Here's what we're doing. All right, man. Well, just hope you're well glad, you know, happy to chat. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. And I tell you what, Diego is one of the most consistent um, vendor partners that we have in my mind when it comes to something so like fabricating gates, but yet who do we talk to? Who do I talk about? Who am I always hearing from? And that's Diego. And I think that what we're trying to do with you guys, with the agents out here that are running your own business is you got to be that person. You got to work first on the relationships with more people, not necessarily work to know people so you can ask them for business. Yes. I mean, it, I mean, to me, I, I love how it extends almost into social media as well. It's the same thing is, is that um, we're always looking for someone else to do that for us. But the, the way to make the most amount of money is to just dive in and, 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 and embrace it. Yes. Right? And like have a genuine care for the people that you're communicating with. I mean, especially if you're trying to farm an area, have a genuine care. I think that's why farming is so popular is because it's easy for realtors to have a genuine care about the neighborhood that they live in, right? When we were interviewing an agent whose sister-in-law owns a community up North, do you think that she works in a community that has, how many homes do you think are in there? The Shea community? Is that the one Mm -hmm. you're talking about? 600 600 do you think and she has and she owns one right she's involved in that community yeah. she has a genuine care about that so when she's communicating with people about it it is authentic it is she's truly cares about that community yes. and so it's not this like i just need to make a call and ask about your family because i'm in business and i hope well you- it's a good thing if um Karnbeer, if is if he can i mean to me it's you know I don't know if he's going to get red X to call around the neighborhood if he's dropping off flyers so that he can get those numbers so that he could, I mean, just trying to think of a way that he can get contact information for the people, you know, in a neighborhood. I mean, it just, you know, yeah, no door knocking to me is how you get mailing addresses. That is going to be, unless you have an open house, like you said, and you can dangle buyers to get sellers or you can dangle sellers. Meaning once you have a property that you know is going to be on the market, you could door knock and dangle the house you're going to be listing a house up the street do you know anybody that's been trying to move into the yeah. neighborhood carnivore so i think to dangle I, one I, to get the other i mean i think that in trying to help accentuate his strategy i think you would sit on it, what would be better than just a just sold right like that flyer i because I, I, i'm not a huge fan of that because you you're talking about something you did versus something they need Right. Right. So I think that if you sat an open house and then knocked saying you're looking for that buyer, it would enhance your door knocking. Right. Yes. Does that make sense? So you sit in an open house, you meet a buyer that doesn't match perfectly with that house. They want something a little bit bigger. A right. Little bit then smaller. go knock the 500 doors around and say, I, cause what sellers want is someone that has buyers. Yes. Right. Not that someone that sold a house, right? Like, so they, I mean, I guess it says we have buyers because you sold the house, but it's better if you have an active buyer because everybody wants an easy sale. Right. Yeah, right. That, so if you I, had a buy, yeah, go ahead. That's what I say. I say, hey, look, we just sold a house. Uh, it, it, it had nine offers in uh, four days 
had seven offers that were above the asking price. We have another buyer. Do you know anyone who might be thinking about selling a house around here? So okay. I, that's what I would say. We're going to modify that for you is because you're okay. leading with the brag instead of leading with the benefit to that person. That person okay. does like that person doesn't care that you just sold a house. Like it's a hot market. What do I, yeah, of course you just did that. It's a hot market. But when you lead with, you know what? We met George. George really wanted to buy the house. He didn't win it, but his family has been trying to move into this neighborhood for three years. And he, now with interest rates and the qualifications, he's able to afford it. Do you know anybody in the neighborhood that might be selling? Because I'm really trying to help George find a house. Like, well, it's the, I think it's, it's, it's understanding storytelling, right? Like we need to be storytellers and people remember stories more than like I, you sold a house and you got buyers and that's not gut wrenching, right? Like it, it's it. facts. It's not like to me, when we think of a story is George and his family, they've been looking for four years, right? Like it's, it's more of a natural uh, conversation and it kind of pings on their heartstrings of, wow, you're trying to help a family versus the just you're, stating, you're bragging you, about getting seven offers. Yes. 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 And thank you so much. That's, that's gold. It is. No, it, yeah. it, the thing is, is you're going to be amazed when you start talking in stories and ones that are why we like to, because when the people come in the open house, do you think that this, they just started looking that day? No, they've been looking for a while. So it's, it's asked them when they come in, Oh, how long have you guys been looking? You've been looking online. Have you met with other realtors? Right. Like, and I think you could tell them, you know, I have. How many properties have you seen before they hit the MLS? I think he could even be like, you know what? I got an appointment with somebody in the neighborhood. I can't tell you too much about it because he knows he's going to go knock. He's going to have an appointment with somebody in the neighborhood. Right. Like to me, but he can say like, if I have one in the neighborhood that, meet your knees. Can I reach out to you? I think that he could, you know, cause if you're knocking on, he's a hard worker. I know. Right. Like if yes. he, he's out knocking on a hundred doors in one day, yeah. he, he talked, he said he met six new people, right? Like he's going to come across uh, someone that has a house that's off market and he's going to put putting deals together. It was a person that called me last week and she, she wanted to sell her house and, but the appointment was canceled. So, I am getting leads and, but it's just a matter of time, you know, I would, that. the thing is, is if you take, if you go to the open house and you cancel that appointment and you get a buyer, you go back to her and say, Hey, I got a buyer. Here's the story. She's going to like, yes, I know you're not ready. I know you're not ready to have an appointment, but I got somebody that's looking. Is there a time that I can come over and see, you know, take a, take a snapshot of what kind of finishes uh, you have? Well, that's nice. Man. Leverage. I mean, it's interesting. The most popular phrase in this industry that I come across from agents trying to grow is that uh, listings are leverage. Listings are leverage. Listers last. Everything about listings, 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 listings. But I think one of the big things that's led to our success is that we've leveraged buyers in order to get listings. Yes. And then we leverage listings to yeah. find more buyers. Buyer. Yes. And that is the flywheel of this business. Not, I mean, yes, if you want to go out and run a bunch of campaigns where you're going to be a big heavy media push in order to get sellers to call you, that's something that's like the, everybody strives to achieve. But the hustlers that are on the ground, you got to leverage what you got, right? And we got to take these buyers and we got to tell stories to these sellers so that they want to meet our buyers. Yeah. So, but you're saying that we have to have a buyer 
or we yes. have to have a seller. And so we're going to use right. listings to meet buyers. And then we're going to take those buyers and we're going to use the buyer stories to go meet more sellers. Yeah. And awesome. that is the flywheel. Awesome. Uh, yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you, bud. Yeah. We, we appreciate it. We totally got off. I mean, we got off of the easy business today. We got well, onto the the flywheel. Of, of yeah. Leverage. Well, it's just hard when you got someone that you appreciate someone out there working. So yeah. just to wrap it up, um, the reason why we were talking to Karinvir about the if you have the addresses is because you do want to contact these people and you can mail them at yeah. their house after you met them. I mean, to me, um, the key is making sure that you contact them after you met them because marketing's not a one-time event, right? Like to make an impression on somebody, that's why we like to invite them to the open house is now we get to invite them again. Now I'm gonna, I'm gonna make sure I got them added to my database and now I got three touches, four touches and that's when sales happen. Yes, so more important than how many new people did you meet this week is how many of the people that you've already known did you contact did this you, week? Yeah, because you have did to get call them. You have to get did, their address mm -hmm. and enter them if you're going to mail them, or you have to get their cell phone number, or you have to get their email. And trying to make a game of how do I get? What can I give them that will get them to give me something in return? Yes. So, yeah. Good deal. Well, all right, we hit our time. That was money. You got any last thoughts here, Seabach? Um, the easy business, dude, spend more time communicating. Like don't just chase new strangers. It's your time will be better spent chasing new strangers. If you have a solid system of communicating with people you've met in the past. Yeah. That's my big takeaway for this class. Awesome. Happy Thursday. Thank you all. Peace. Peace.